good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in this fine, wonderful world of the man in the black suit. I'm uh, listening to a little Miles Davis here for a sort of mellow dinner mood, since we will be going to dinner with Nicholas and Acacia. I can't wait. I can't yes. wait. Yes. So we have uh, lots of good stuff coming up. Um, yesterday, um, Leslie and I were fortunate enough to meet up with uh, uh, Jen and Morgan Locklear and their daughter Abby and uh, Susan and Andy Seward, uh, otherwise known as Cran and Mango, and Minnie Cran and Mog and Andy. So it was... Uh, a great evening. We had a uh, nice pizza. I was really good pizza. That was wonderful. I was uh, a little late. Hey. <laughs> you made the grand entrance, Pam. I did. I did. <laughs> no, in all honesty, I'm really. I was really thankful you were able to make it because I know traffic was atrocious. There was a lot of um, severe thunderstorms and heavy rain, mm-hmm. um, and you were coming back from your uh bi-weekly uh trip to the big city mm-hmm. so i was i was worried i i'm i'm, I I'm glad you were able to make it yeah and uh, i'm glad i was glad i was able to make it too i thought i was gonna have to get an arc at one point there's a <laughs> section of the bqe that um it dips down it's around um atlantic avenue in that area of the bqe and uh, I thought I was going to have to get out and swim because they had basically had one lane in the shoulder open to get around. So I was from the Kosciusko Bridge all the way to that spot and maybe doing five miles an hour, if that. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was, it was really great. It was great to get to meet um, Susan, I hadn't met her before, her husband, and seeing the Locklears is always a pleasure. Um, and I was really happy to hear about their the real interest and um, success of their um, book signing. Um, yeah, they participated. Yeah, they apparently had a lot of a lot of great um, foot traffic. Um, sold a lot of books. Um, people were seeking them out, which is exciting because you can exciting. tell. More and more people are uh, discovering uh, both of their work. And, um, you know, I think with the second book in the Constellation series out, mm-hmm. um, you know, people want to read co- both Constellation and Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and of course, follow up with the, the great work they did together on exposure. Um, mm-hmm. And I know they're working on a future project together, which I cannot wait to read. Um, And I saw even on Twitter um, the other day, uh, Jen was editing uh, Morgan's uh, book that I believe is coming out this fall. And I, uh, when we met up with them yesterday, we understand they're it's, it's actually at the editors currently um, and really exciting um, to know that that's something we can look forward to. Oh, definitely. And you know, yes. one of the things I, I was at, uh, I was at another thing this weekend um, with for Deb Harkness, the 
All Souls oh, yes. Conventicle, I think it's called. And on the session on Saturday, it was really interesting because they had the making of a book. And they had um, Deb's um, agent there and uh, all these editors, copyright, copy editors, um, professional editors. You know, it's you write the book and like, as, as, as her agent was ta saying, when he first received the um, manuscript of um, the, uh, 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 which one called the Discovery of Witches, there was over a thousand pages. And it had been, I think it's about half that size at this point. But um, he said that, you know, you go through and, you know, why is this, this isn't relevant to the story. And, you know, you cut things out. Yeah, but somebody else goes through it um, just to look at the grammar and the punctuation and spelling mm. and all that kind of stuff. And then after that step, there's a, there are you, the layout of the book, which, you know, it took her almost three years to get this one book out because of the way they it gets laid out and how they have to precisely decide, you know, type and I mean it was really interesting so oh I would love I would have loved to have been in on that process yeah. one of my professional um, public relations uh, groups we had a speaker come in and talk about his experience um, publishing a book mm -hmm. um, and this is a guy who does uh, communications and public relations um, as his profession so it was interesting to hear someone who was used to writing a certain way for work um, on his other avocation, um, his writing, um, it was a completely different experience and it was really cool to hear what he went through, um, in, in this, uh, process. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, so when you think about like, you know, SR will, uh, send out like this mysterious tweet about yes. how the, how a book is, that he's writing is coming along but you don't realize that it's probably three quarters of the way finished before we even know he's he's writing another book because of mm -hmm. all the other different steps that it has to go through so i mean it's it's interesting it was very interesting to hear all you know the the whole process and, very and cool auctioning with the, going into publishers and auctioning it to uh, different countries so that they can get the language done and yeah I mean it, it really is it was fascinating it really was fascinating so I'm glad very cool I had that opportunity to listen I know to and you said you said the whole weekend was just I mean you really had you know you had like a double dose of fun because you uh, got to see Deborah Harkness did, and then you then you got to see the Locklears and, and Mango Locklears and Mango and also I got to see the first uh episode of a discovery of witches which will be on in the united states in 2019 Ooh. on the sundance now channel and scudder and then it'll go over to the main sundance channel on cable so that oh was cool. Really cool yeah i had to sign an so, nda <laughs> so 2019 did you feel yeah. a little like anastasia when uh, she had to sign her nda no, I, <laughs> I have signed so many of those damn things for work, you know. Yeah. I, oh, I, I trust me. Yeah. So I I understand. So. I I've only ha had to sign a handful because most of the time I was working for governmental 
organizations. And in that instance, I didn't have to sign any NDAs, but I definitely knew there were some things that had to be kept um, confidential due to legal reasons, you know, Um, something in in the midst of investigation, for example, you can't reveal. Um, So, yeah, 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 but the NDA... I understand that, though they okay. they want to protect they want to protect the, um, you know, the oh, integrity yeah. of the project. And, so and, and the one job I had, we had proprietary uh, data information and mm-hmm. for programs to run this data. So it would make sense that if you're leaving to go to a competitor, you can't take that stuff with you. So right, as right. Much as you want to. And yeah, I, I I totally get it. So uh, one of the things Karen had mentioned um, in the chat room is that the cover reveal for Morgan's book is September 1, um, and October 1st is the release date for Connections. So that's cool. really, that's, I mean, yeah. not far away. No, it We're isn't. talking two weeks, two weeks out till the cover reveal, and then another month, and we can get our hands on his uh, latest work. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I don't know if uh, any of you follow Morgan on Twitter or Facebook, if you've seen him in person, um, the Locklears are such a joyful couple. I was, I was mentioning that to Pam, there's just such positive energy and Jennifer brings kind of this, this very cool, um, calming, serene, um, more of the quiet uh, piece of the equation and Morgan's this like fireball of energy um, and they just are such a great uh, they just are such a great couple um, and the, 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 the goodness just uh, it just seeps through um, they're just really really great uh, people with wonderful hearts and um, great creative spirit so I'm, I'm very happy for both of them I'm, I'm glad that they can um, do all this great work and um, share some of their stories and their gifts with us. So I, I felt really fortunate and and having a chance to meet Susan um, and her husband was just lovely. Um, and I have to say, I will do a shout out to De Lorenzo's Tomato Pies <laughs> in Robbinsville, New Jersey. If you're ever out in that direction, this is you're a place good. that that's legendary. Um, established in 1947 and uh, really really it was delicious uh, tomato pie thin thin crust um, and very easy easy to find so Mm -hmm. thanks to mango for that awesome recommendation exactly exactly and and just in case people weren't aware uh, Mog and Cran and Mango were all part of the original uh, Argyle Empire. So that's a uh, shout out right. to them as well. So. Right. That they were, they were, they were there at the beginning. At the beginning when they were. Of the SR, of the SR writing in the uh, fan fiction site. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, they, and they were the there. Gen. With, yes. Yes. And um, also with Erica, correct? Yes. Yes, the ice. Uh, it was just ice queen, snow dragon, or something like that on fan fiction. I think was her name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's it was exciting. Yeah. So we had a great night with them, thankfully, and uh, you know, so we'll 
we, we and, and last week we had a great dinner for Nicholas and we appreciate yes. that Karen was with us and we enjoyed that so, so much. Yes, yes. Um, and, hey, Mon. It's good to see you, Monica. Hi, Monica. And one of the things that came out of last week a little bit, um, we were discussing recipes and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, Maru from Noches and Florencia happened to be listening uh, to uh, the uh, recording of the podcast. And she uh, sent a note to both uh, Leslie and Karen and myself saying, I think that the cookbook idea would be good. And because uh, we had mentioned that maybe we should do a cookbook or yes, something. yes, and and we were we were thinking that could be a lot of fun. Um, it was something that I think by the end of the night, you and I both felt like we were gonna we're gonna see if if we could do this. Yes. Um, and Maru sent this really cool message um, to both of us and was prompting us. Um, and she her 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 note was so sweet. It was Wonder- very sweet. I'm trying to see if I could pull it up while we're talking. So one of the things that we did, we, we, we talked about it in the morning and everything. And, and uh, so we approached um, SR and we approached Nina uh, with the possibility of doing this type of a cookbook. So uh, we got their blessing um, with some, some stipulation. Uh, you know, any of the recipes that would go into a cookbook have to con- be confined to uh, Gabriel's Redemption, the Florentine series, and the Man in the Black Suit because of some publishing rights issues for uh, Gabriel's Inferno and Gabriel's Rapture. So we're toying with you. We're working it out. So just to keep keep your eyes and ears open because it, it you know, we're still looking researching some stuff that has to go through with that so we would also be no donating the profits anything to charity for the book so yes yes i i think the discussion last week was so positive and so exciting mm-hmm. um and i know i had worked on a cookbook project for a former job um and you know we, we know a lot of people have worked with community cookbooks. I think Karen, I mentioned that she had helped out with one. So what better way to, to kind of uh, celebrate um, the work of SR in our community than to kind of bring everybody together um, to, to have uh, a collection of community recipes. So um, it was just so sweet. Uh, Maru had said, I simply wanted to tell you that the idea of compiling recipes in English for each country seems brilliant to me. I think SR would be amazed. Um, I think you should seriously consider doing this. Um, so uh, we are, and we will keep you posted. We yeah. want to, uh, um, we're going to kind of define it, make sure we have, uh, get all the details and the process in place, and we will keep all of you posted. Um, Absolutely. Because we want to try and include as many people as possible. And who knows, if we have so many recipes, we may have to do two, uh, you know, volume one and volume two. So. And, and Monica says we should then have a video cast <laughs> showing all the cooking. <laughs> yes, Monica. Right. We could, we, could have our own, we could have our own YouTube channel. Master, Master Chef, Chef Inferno. Inferno. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I can only imagine. But I, I think part of the, the cool thing about that is, you know, it was just inspired by um, not only the wonderful menu that our special guest from last week, Karen Kamarinsky, came up with, um, but I think also just our, you know, if you look on Twitter, a lot of the friendship, a lot of people mention, obviously, we'd always talk about SR and the donuts and his mm, coffee, coffee and his La, La Frog and, um, you know, drinks and food. And there's a lot of, a lot of ap- absolutely wonderful um, sharing of recipes going on anyway. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm very, very excited about us um, doing this to help. Yes. Um, charities. Yeah, it would and, be great. And, you know, one of the other things too is like whenever one of the things that is you know with SR is he has often talked about sharing a meal and the what happens with sharing meals when you're all yeah. sitting at a table with family and friends and you're talking and fighting and doing everything else, but there's this. You know, there's this communication that happens that helps, you know, go on further. So this, you know, this is just another way of of starting that conversation with food. Absolutely. And and Kaz said, I'm so happy to see she could join us. But she said she's listening, but her mixler is freezing. So she'll chat while she can. She said the cookbook's idea sounds wonderful. And... uh, Monica was helping her out with the use the web mixler and um, Monica also said today her app is fine on the iPad but she switches to the browser sometimes that you know that's a good point Monica sometimes and depending on where you are and even weather for me sometimes if I'm trying to do mixler on my iPhone versus my laptop it is different so thanks for the suggestions on that so Lots of good news. Lots and, of good uh, news. And uh, we've got even more announcements. <laughs> I was going to say that. And I also just saw on Twitter, like a couple hours ago, SR said that good news is coming. Yes. I have no clue. Oh, my gosh. Do you, I was he, just going to ask, do you have a hint? He is such a tease. I, You know, and <laughs> he says, good news is coming. And you say, oh, and then you get a winky smile. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the way he Yes. Is, so. Um. But we also have uh, the Gabriel's Inferno fan podcast coming in, not this Sunday, next Sunday, the 26th at 6 p.m., and they'll be doing part two of Chapter 5. And are you the special guest that week? Yes, I am. I am That's what I thought. I thought I remembered that. That's cool. Yes, it is. I'm excited about it. I, I love going on with Betty and, and uh, Pearling. They because Perling is such a character, and hopefully oh, yeah. her, hopefully her, her internet will be working uh, next next week as well. Because it, uh, with stuff going on down there, it goes in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, Trilogia de Gabriel is on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Mexico time. Uh, Noites in Valencia, uh, keep looking for announcements for them. Noches in Valencia are coming back, and they're going to be coming back on September 6th. Yeah, uh, that's going to be exciting because they'll they'll be starting with the prince in Spanish. So keep your fingers crossed that they'll even get the shadow and the Roman in Spanish coming up too. 
Oh, I hope so. And Joni says she loves the teas, and I think we all do, Joni. <laughs> who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe that's some of the good news. I mean, maybe he there's going to be some announcement about translations that or new be. books. I, that could be. I'm hopeful. Or maybe it's something about the, you know, um, other exciting stuff that he's working on. Passion flicks, the movie stuff. <laughs> you never know. And Monica was just saying, well, SR saying coming so many times. Ahem. <laughs> He's going to get wanted on a few, in a few for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Monica. You have to get a uh, hanky from William. Um, <laughs> Pass the hankies. Yeah, really. <laughs> so then, um, but he she is says writing. that's what she gets when reading some sexy romances. We understand, you know. Monica. We understand. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, you can go canoeing, too. <laughs> That's his latest thing. Um, we've got uh, Gabriel 4. We know that he's working on that. Um, I'm not. Sh- he's hoping to have it out by the end of the year. That could be the good news, too. You don't know. I know. Um, they... Uh, he did say that the man in the black suit is going to be translated into, into languages, but he's... he's waiting to announce that um the passion flicks uh it has has optioned the gabriel series and if you go into uh into any of our treats tweets about the passion flicks um sign up there's a, a link there it's that you can click on and that'll take you to passion flicks where you can sign up as a regular um subscriber but I found out uh, through other people that even if you do that, you can then go in further uh, and talk to somebody about becoming a founding member. And as a founding member, uh, that's where the um, notices about being, you know, casting stuff and that kind of stuff. So it's it's really cool, the little things they have. And they you do get a discount on their products. I know I just recently got a, um, a hat from them. That I oh, cool. So, that's really neat. Um, he said that also that, you know, he's been, a couple weeks ago, a couple Saturdays ago, he wrote a short um, fan fiction as Sebastian Robichaud uh, on uh, fanfiction.net, I believe it is, Stardust Over Florence. And the first, the first half of it can be read uh, on that fan fiction site. But he also is going to be extending it, and it's going to be part of a compilation for uh, Babies at the Border. Um, and if you go into babiesatthebordersblogspot.com, uh, it tells you exactly what, what's happening with that. There's uh, a, a group of charities that if you donate, to, I think it's at least $10 to these charities, um, you get your receipt and you forward it to them in an email then you will get a copy of that compilation. And I believe that comes out in the beginning of October. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. And, and Do you know what the deadline is for that? I need to go back and look at that post because I, I still have not, I still have not read it. I don't know though off the top of my head what the deadline is on that, but um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a worthy cause. It's, it's, uh, I know some of the charities are like the ACLU, um, that are providing legal defense for these children that have been separated from their parents and hopefully trying to get them all back together as much as possible. Oh, Monica also says as far as passion flicks driven. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, she's she says she's a founding member, but um, there's no deal overseas. She can't go. And I said, I wish you could. But but she said Driven was hot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Karen agreed with her. Yes, it was. She was very happy with Driven. And um, earlier on, Karen also referenced um, after uh, Monica was saying about the world needs more cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Karen mentioned, well, uh, SR found that spectacular canoe. That's true. So, you know, we, ha- we need a lot of love uh, in this world, as we are. Kez also said she enjoyed Driven as well, so... I'm getting very psyched about this. I have not seen Driven yet. I have it. I have it on my. I was telling everybody I'm finishing the uh, Pepper Winters series, Penny, the Penny series. I'm at the very end of Millions, and I, the next book I'm reading is going to be Driven, so I can watch <laughs> this on Passion Flicks. So, and Lori, Lori's with me. I, she hasn't watched it yet either. So. I'm I looking have, forward to it, though. I've heard, I've heard chance. it's really, I've heard it's good, and I've heard that they've really. It seemed like they've really invested a lot. That the pro- production value was really high. Oh, that's um, good. That's good to hear. So, um, I know yeah, that, and I know that they're in. They're going to be heading to London uh, very soon to start filming um, one of uh, Jody Ellen Malpass's novels. Oh my so gosh, that, the protector! I yeah. saw that too, and that's one of hers that I haven't read yet. So well, again, you better read it. I, I think Passion Fix Flicks is going to drive me to read things that I haven't. I've read a lot of her other books. I got really hooked on her, and I credit Susie Steinley for uh, her recommendations for Jody Allen Malpas, as well as Samia is a fan of hers, mm-hmm. um, and I also. Uh, credit Susie for pointing me in the direction of Pepper Winters. So um, that's another thing I love from our community. We learn about good books from each other, too. So just to make sure you're up to date on all the news, make sure you've gone into SR's uh, website, (laughs) uh, www.sylvainreynard.com, and uh, you can uh, get involved. I know. So... So, and I'm laughing at Monica. I was laughing because Monica's like, Leslie, what are you doing? Wake up. (laughs) In reference to not reading The Protector yet. I know. (laughs) I know. There's so many good books and so little time. Yes, uh, that I I am fully aware, especially when there's... And then I also, I have to admit, sometimes I will go back. I will just go back and reread stuff and then, which is great because I love it, but then I'm not reading the new stuff, but... And Monica also likes Pepper. She said it's her, her fave second author. Yeah, I, man, we could Monica. We could talk about that for days. Her stuff just blew me away. Um, <laughs> sucks you in and just takes you for a roller coaster ride. Um, so you're feeling are, for Clint. So talks to monsters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Really. Mm-hmm. So, SR. I'm talking about great books and. Taking us for great uh, roller coaster rides. Um, SR has uh, really written a really, really good chapter um, this week uh, in The Man in the Black Suit, Chapter 21. Um, I, I really was, like this chapter. I really did too. The tension between the characters, it was just mm-hmm. really. Um, 
and it's kind of the unve- unveiling, right? The it's part of the discovery of the characters discovering each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see the chat room; they're still uh, they're still talking about Pepper, Pepper. Winter's love, <laughs> and that Susie also introduced Lori. I know Susie should get a commission. I think she should. <laughs> and uh, Mon says she also has all the audio, which is another. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm becoming a really big fan of some of the audiobooks too. So uh, we start chapter 21 of Man in a Black Suit. And, uh, you know, it was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, Nicholas, um, just found out that Acacia, Acacia revealed to him that her apartment was trashed in Paris. She just got that really devastating text from Kate. And Nicholas said that he will make the people who attacked Acacia pay. And Acacia doesn't want that to happen. Um, she did not want this to escalate. And as Nicholas pours himself a glass of Cabernet, um, she's texting Kate. And Nicholas offers her a glass, um, you know, showing her the bottle, being very gentlemanly. Mm. Um, Surprised he and, didn't make her take a sip of it. <laughs> and, you know... We had asked SR about um, about this and had kind of, you know, the, the, the two different perspectives, if you will. Um, and I believe how we, we put it to SR was, um, you know, at the beginning of the chapter, you clearly define the different approaches Nicholas and Acacia take toward responding to her apartment's trashing. Did these reactions evolve as you wrote the book, or did you clearly know how they would respond from the start? And he, SR said for Acacia, he, he thinks she's feeling cornered, and it's a very uncomfortable feeling for her. Um, and, you know, so you can kind of get that sense of, you know, she's just, she's very unsettled. And then Nicholas asks her, what are you afraid of? And Acacia tells him that she knows about his sister. Um, she that was very. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very solemn part of their discussion, and she offered him condolences. And um, you know, Nicholas kind of you know changes direction and says, you know, her sister, her situation is very different, um, and that until they both know who is behind all this, um, they won't really know what the situation is like. And, and it goes on for Nicholas um, continuing the questioning um, and raises the issue of her boyfriend again and asking her if she was going to report the ransacking to her boyfriend or the Paris police. And, um, you know, we asked, I asked, we reached out to SR about this too. Um, and because, you know, Acacia really snapped at him is like no and none of your business you know essentially and um when asked why she tells him that if she's going to remain in the hospitality industry she needed to keep a low profile and that would be hard enough if she is let go from the victoire and you know we asked if when nicholas asked acacia why she didn't call her boyfriend and she snapped at him um, SR wrote, he nodded as if affirming something to himself. And, you know, I was trying to find out if he was affirming that Acacia was not dating Luke anymore. And if not, what was he affirming? 
And, you know, SR said for Nicholas, he thinks he suspects either Luke isn't her boyfriend anymore or that they're strained in some way. And he's trying to get her to admit it. But of he's, course, he's she won't. digging. He's digging. Yes. He's digging and he knows that that, you know, he, he's testing in a way, he's testing mm-hmm. her, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and. I think he's also very genuinely interested in wanting to know more about her. Mm-hmm. And um, KK said, at this point, we and Nicholas don't know that she's hiding from something else. And that's very true, KK. Mm-hmm. We don't. I, but I have a feeling he suspects there's more to her story than she's let on. Um, and, you know, as, as they're discussing, um, as... For they're discussing, she said, in the midst of that, then she remembered her landlords, and she said they'd need a police report for insurance, and she she informed Nicholas that she's going to have to leave. Like, she has to go back to Paris mm-hmm. and, and deal with this mess. And Nicholas reminded her that she left Paris for her safety. Um, she argued that there were thousands of euros in damage, and, you know, again, Nicholas is like, why didn't you call your boyfriend? And <laughs> and she was not happy with that. And I, I see that Monica said she needs his contacts for the for, middle of the night construction. Exactly, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Oh my gosh, especially after the week that I had. Yes. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so she comes but, to this. She comes to this incredible realization. That Nicholas had to know something. He says, mm-hmm. you know, and he asked what she said. And he said, when they spoke on the phone, when he was conv- trying to convince her to leave Paris, he told her that everything, to take everything of value. And so now she's like, she's like putting two and two together and coming up with five or something. And, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicholas said that he told her that the man had es- had escaped, and if the perpetrator, or the perp, as they say in the New York cop shows, <laughs> um, <laughs> w- w- had gotten away, he was probably going to follow her. And she she said, "But I told you about the cat, Claude," and he and he kind of bypassed that. But he said, "The men who attacked you, who would attack a woman, wouldn't hesitate." to, you know, knock off the cat and do what they, you know. Exactly. They wouldn't care about it. So. <laughs> and and Mon was saying at this point she didn't want to know more about Acacia's past because Nicholas was a connections hero. And, you know, it's like, what do you need, Cassie? I've got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So. I love it. So she's going, yeah, and I can, I can just, I can visualize this one line. She says, so it's sort of like a foot stomping moment. So you're protecting mm-hmm. my cat. Yes, I know. I just, I it's just funny. I was that. thinking that would be a great, that's a scene I'd want to see on the screen. Yeah, that's, right? a, that's a real visual. Uh-huh. So Nicholas told her that it was not just the cat. They would have taken anything of value that she may not want to lose. And then she asked if she if he'd set it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he softly he told her that he had no reason to attack or ransack your apartment. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had told Rick to watch her, which is a good thing because the BRB had left. Right. 
you know, and he was worried something would like this would have happened. So then she then Acacia is sitting there, you know, the, the mind's going a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. She questioned if Rick had gone back to her apartment after he dropped her off at the airport. Yeah, now seeing if Rick's the culprit. Right. And she's like, of course not, Nicholas said to her. And, uh, but while on the subject, he asked what they could have been looking for. Digging, digging. Mm-hmm. Says, the ransacking looked very systematic. That's right. Yep, but she's pushing back on him, saying that that they have been looking for him and he had been in her building. So, you know, she's thinking that these guys are coming after um, Nicholas, Nicholas at her house. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would think that yet. Anyhow, um, as Nicholas demonstrated, it was not, he was not in her apartment. And as he's standing there, probably with his arms akimbo uh, or stretched out saying, here I am. Mm-hmm. But they, they could have come after him then and they did not. So occasion right. told him that Acacia told him that he had the security force and the BRB had her under surveillance and maybe he wanted a diversion. And it's interesting at this point too, because I was thinking, uh, you know, Nicholas has been in these situations before. Like he, he knows these players, he knows this world. So I feel like Acacia was grasping at straws a bit, you know, and still not trusting um, and understandably so, plus being fearful, plus um, feeling very cornered and feeling very trapped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, I get it. Yeah, I definitely I, get it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, they're, the two of them are playing cat and mouse on this. They're like mm-hmm. going around each other the entire time. Um, so he asked her to explain and that he had wanted to see... Um, she said you'd, you'd wanted her to see the painting in the suite to call the BRB and that was the diversion and he shook his head why would he want that he was using an alias he didn't want the scrutiny Nicasio told him because of the meeting that Marcel had arranged but Nicholas had told her that names were never exchanged and if the art dealer had gotten the real name that he also would have found out that you know you returned stolen art and sent the men back to attack Marcel to derail the the meeting (laughs) yeah I mean he definitely um, you know was he was very actually very factual and very logical in his response to her I thought Mm -hmm. you know and Nicholas had thought at the time but did not explain um, why they went after her, mm-hmm. <laughs> as Pam would say, assuming, go ahead, Pam. Okay. Assuming <laughs> makes an ass out of you and me. Yes. As never assume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 One of the, yeah, one guess. of the lovely, uh, quips from my childhood. Um, and you know, they were thinking that it was the same men who attacked Marcel, but you know, really you don't know for sure. Lori agreed. So she, Lori gets it. Yeah. Um, Acacia, um, grabbed her pocketbook and stood up and was ready to leave. You know, she wanted to go back to her apartment and Mm -hmm. 
he stood in the way of the door um, and said that he would have Kurt take her to the airport. Um, but really reminding her, you know, you're going to be going back into trouble and that you're much safer here with him. And uh, at 6'3", she knew while he was tall, she could still take him. And uh, she was really, uh, you know, she was angry, you know. Yeah, she wasn't a happy camper. She told him that if they know who he is, then they know who his parents are and that they would that would lead them here. You know, so she still has, you know, that fear factor. And, you know, Nicholas very matter-of-factly assured her that even if they discovered Breckman's identity, it could not be traced back to him. Um, But they did know Acacia's name, and they could easily trace her passport and find out where she is. And Acacia said, yes, you know, they're going to know that I'm in this country because... Um, my passport and my my records and Nicholas said yes that's true um, if they could find her name on the flight manifest and it confused Acacia and as um, as KK says Acacia is very angry and on alert Mm -hmm. true and you know Nicholas said um, that it essentially um, was a computer error and her name is not on the manifest. There was an error, meaning in you know someone who worked for him got in the system and deleted it. Um, Acacia was concerned that it was illegal. To which Nicholas told her that it was a computer malfunction. Mm-hmm. That she's able to leave at any time, but if the men got to her again, they would be more dangerous and more vicious. You know, they'll be prepared this time because the first time they didn't realize that Acacia was trained in martial arts. The next time, they might not uh, be so uh, unprepared. And sure. this got Acacia to stop and rethink. Um, Nicholas tensed up and, you know, he saw what happened to Riva. Uh, what she did not know is that he told her that it was because of Riva um, that he did what he did. And this was a really big revelation, I thought. Mm-hmm. This got to the whole purpose, why he's so intense um, and dedicated to his mission and his work. Mm -hmm. And everything he did was an attempt to right the wrongs. And this extended to Acacia. Um, He wanted to attempt any of the wrongs that she got um, in the middle of because of him. Um, And he reinforced that he was not her enemy, that he was her ally. And she asked that she be his ally as well. Um, and, and, you know, again, the cat and mouse game continues. Acacia tells Nicholas that he's holding back information from her. And, uh, Nicholas says, you're holding back information from me. Um, he huffs impatiently and tells her that it really has to work both ways. They, they both need to become more forthcoming with information. And he asked her what the men were looking for in her apartment. Of course, this was an intense part of the conversation. Then Gretel comes in, uh, ready for the next course. And um, she sees that she's in the midst of uh, intense discussion, and she excuses herself. And Nicholas says, that's okay, and uh, continues on. Um, and Nicholas asks, what are you going to do, Acacia? Are you going to stay, or are you going to go? And he mentioned that, by the way, the chef has created a wonderful Chateaubriand, Mm-hmm. Um, 
which was part of the birthday meal last week. That's right. Um, so we know Thank that you, he likes it. Um, and, you know, so he's kind of waiting to hear, is she going to stay or is she going to go? Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> so, Cassie is, she said, you know, she realizes that if she does leave, she's going to have to ask Luke for, you know, uh, uh, protection. And uh, she's kind of rethinking all that, and she says, considering their past, and the fact that the BRB agent that was supposed to be watching her was probably paid off, so he wasn't, that um, it was leaving her kind of vulnerable, and she doesn't seem to have any choices in the matter. And so she took her seat, Gretel served dinner, and as well as topped off their glasses of wine. She tells Nicholas that she'll stay for now, but she wants answers. Mm -hmm. I want answers. Yes. But she so wants do to I. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I stay, there goes, will if be I stay, there will be trouble. If I go, <laughs> it will be double. double. That's right. <laughs> so he has shared some information, and now it's her turn. Nakasi is worried and, and uh, that it, wondering if he's been fully uh, truthful to her. But he tells her, but he's told her his alias. He, the French foreign minister knows who he is. Madame Bishop knows everything about him. Um, mm -hmm. That would leave, you know, so many hints if he was going to hurt her. Right. And anybody could, you know. So he's saw, been pretty forthcoming. He has been. And she kind of sees that she has that, she's got the point, point across. And uh, so she, he brought her to his parents so she'd be safe and chaperoned. And with so many witnesses, he wouldn't harm her. So uh, SR was asked. Um, Acacia wrote, rose and had intended to go back to Paris to tend to her trash department, but upon consideration, she couldn't do it. She then took her seat and glowered at her host. That was a great mm. glowered. I can imagine what. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the darts. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Um, was she annoyed at Nicholas, her situation, or both, or something else? And as, as I responded for Acacia, I think she is feeling cornered. And that mm -hmm. is a very uncomfortable feeling for her. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So. I mean, she was not feeling comfy at all. No. Oh, we have another one joining us. Hey, Kenzie. Hi, Kenzie. So he told her that, you know, she had been attacked. Her home has been invaded. Her possessions destroyed. But he could help her. And he moved his hands without to almost touching her. And I bet you any amount of money he wanted to grab her hand. Yes. But being the gentleman, he probably he thought better of that. He was showing restraint. Yes, yes. After all, he was uh, in a chaperoned environment. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And as in Catholic school, you, if you sit on a boy's lap, make sure you have a telephone book between your la your his lap and you. <laughs> and I honestly, we did have a nun that told us that one time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, but th so he told her he would send a repair team to clean it up and do an inventory so she could see what was destroyed and what was damaged and that he could help her. 
she won't have to go through the insurance and that he would take care of everything. Now, Kasi is asking why, because that's kind of surprised, that would kind of take you back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas told her that it was because of him and that the art dealer had gone after her, that he was the real target. And then she mentions that the superintendent would see all the damage and call the landlord. And Nicholas said that he'd call someone right away. And she's kind of dubious about that because she doubted anybody would come at night that fast. And, and uh, Nicholas asked her, what would she do if she was a concierge? Right. What would, and, you right. Know, and she said, quite frankly, I, I'd be able to get someone to come first thing in the morning. And uh, he said, well, let's see what I can do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then as she thought about it, um, she also thought about the journals hiding in her room. You know, she was thinking about the offer. If the men that attacked her knew about them, she thought maybe Nicholas knew as well. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, that's when she decides that she would tell Nicholas what the men were looking for. And she asked him if Rick spoke French, and he said, not really. Um, which I thought was interesting, because she, she wanted to keep this very private, I think, between them. Mm-hmm. And um, Akasi then decided, and she did tell Nicholas, that the men asked where the book was. And Nicholas asked, what book? Um, because... And the men and asked her in French where the book was when she was being attacked, if you remember. Yep. And Nicholas was like, what book? And she said Marcel's journal. And Nic- Nicholas asked if she had it because um, he was very eager to learn where that was. Mm-hmm. And this took Acacia back because she asked if he knew about it. Um, and if he, she asked if he knew about it and she was thinking, did he bring her to his parents' house just to get the journal from her? Um, and Nicholas told her he was aware of the book, um, but it didn't dawn on him until he saw the same book as Acacia. Um, you know, that made him think, Oh, you know, Marcel had a similar journal. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but she also knew that Rick could have let them men harm her or he could have gone to the apartment himself. Um, he would not have had to fly her to Geneva to get the journal. Um, and for her, this was something she wanted out of her life, right? So she wanted to get rid of this book. It was evidence to a crime. She didn't want to have any connection to this crime, and she didn't want it any longer. So this is when she finally admits, you know, the information sharing's been going both ways now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when she finally admits that she does have Marcel's journal. And he, he had it hidden in the lobby. Uh, Nicholas asked her if she told anyone. She said no. She actually intended it to go to the police, um, but didn't have the chance. And Nicholas asked if her boyfriend, <laughs> he keeps harping on the boyfriend angle with Luke. And oh, I yeah. love this because he, you know, he keeps kind of pressing this issue. Did her boyfriend have it or know about it? And she said no. Um, and he asked, did she have it with her? And she said yes. Um, so at this point, Nicholas excused himself to make the call to get the repairs underway. As he was gone, she texted Kate, if you don't hear from me in the next few hours, phone Luke with the information I gave you. 
So even at this point, after he, after the, all these revelations, she still was not, um, you know, she still was uncertain about his intentions and his motives. Um, and so she wanted Kate to have be the backup plan if something happens and you don't hear from me, you know, yep. let Luke know. Um, and Karen was saying that uh, he, Nicholas is so jealous. And I, I kind of agree with that, too. Like, I, I think he's intrigued by this woman and he's really trying to get out from her whether or not she was. Um, in a relationship or yeah, not. Yeah, that's exa- exactly it, you know, and it, it's, uh, yeah. Rather yeah. than pass the, the, the grade school note, do you have mm-hmm. a boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, she, he, he is going around about doing it. Monica's yeah. saying he was a little, was Nicholas unaware that the book, uh, was unaware about the book, but then she said the ju- the journal, <laughs> he was, he was all Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, we actually did ask um, SR a question about this uh, revelation also. And the question was, did Acacia tell him about the journal because she thought he already knew? Or was it in response to his kindness to help alleviate the trash department? And, um, you know, which what was the motivation for her telling him? And SR said, I think for the journal, she wanted to be rid of it. She's still trying to figure out who to trust, and she's probably hoping information about her no longer having the journal will get back to the people who were after her. So it was more of a, actually, I want to get it out of my life type of situation, yeah. as opposed to giving it to him because he knew or help, you know, because of the kindness he showed her. Yeah. So really, I, you know, I just think I really liked this chapter. It was you, you learned a lot in this chapter. Mm-hmm. A lot of things were revealed. Um, you could see them really kind of, as you said, kind of circling around each other, very mm-hmm. cat and mouse. Yeah, sniffing um, each other out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. In, in a suspenseful, in the dialogue-laden way, yes. right? Yes. Um, trying to figure out what's going on well, and what's well, going to happen next. I mean, I, I really, this, this is, probably my fourth reread of this particular chapter and that doesn't Mm -hmm. include listening to it on audio and I just I always get a sense of of um mystery about this chapter you you know they're trying to figure out who each other who's who's what to who and when and how and going after each other in a in a in a way that they could test each other and I think that uh, you know that's to me was just I think it was just that, you know, I'm not expressing myself real well tonight. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but I know what you're, I know what you mean. But that was like really, it's real. I think it was a really important chapter. Yeah, so I do far. too. And uh, wishing you a good evening, KK. She said she has to run. Have a blessed remainder of the week too, and KK. weekend ahead. Bye, and, KK. And we'll, we'll see you in the Twitterverse. Yes, absolutely. And we're towards you know we're wrapping up the podcast yeah. as well um looking forward to next week's uh chapter seeing what happens next yes when he when he gets back mm-hmm. it should be interesting <laughs> should be very interesting yes yes you know what is going to happen is uh he true to his word or <laughs> I'm laughing at Monica. Have a good business time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Wednesday after all. 
This is true. This is true. You know, and you go canoeing and you can have business time and canoe at the same time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Although it's not Wednesday in uh, Kez's part of the world. That's true. It's Thursday morning in Kez's part of the world. But... Yes. Good morning, Kez. <laughs> I um... <laughs> Good business time. That's going to make me laugh the rest of the week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, I'm just. I like I said I I really like this chapter. I'm excited to see <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens next. So everyone, I hope you can join us next Wednesday, next Wednesday. for us to talk about chapter 22. Yep. <laughs> and Kenzie goes, "Here we go with the canoeing." Well, you know, canoeing's <laughs> important. There was, you know, the, um, in the advertising field, they they used to have some, you know, one of the main things they did in advertising was everything was to, about sex. You know, mm-hmm. sex sells. So there was an, an aftershave or a cologne that for men back in the 60s, I, I don't know whether it's still made today or not, but one of the taglines, it was the, the cologne was called Canoe, but the tagline <laughs> was this very um, pretty girl in a bikini hanging over a guy going, Can you canoe? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. It's uh-huh, true. <laughs> uh, and Monica said, I bet she did have a, uh, Lori, or I should say, Lori said, you can canoe in the morning too, Kez. That's true. And uh, Monica said, I bet she did have a great business time yesterday, right, Kez? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys oh, are too funny. Yes, yes. Anyhow, so, again, we'll be back next week. And Kenzie <laughs> says, what did SR do? <laughs> <laughs> One can only imagine. One can only imagine. He'll give you a winky smile. <laughs> yes, but hopefully, you know, with that tweet that went out, that's why Canada canuda. <laughs> that's why um, I'm hoping that he, the, the, <laughs> the tweet that he put out earlier about good news is coming. Um looking forward to hearing what that news is and yes monica you did make a word you might have we might have to share that with sr um we might i may i may uh we may put that in the, our canada email canada. when we ask him our questions we're gonna say and by the way monica came up made her made a word canuda any comment <laughs> <laughs> oh kenzie uh. I wish too. She said his news is SR revealing himself. Uh, I can only dream. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, like many of us, yes. <laughs> yeah. He was going on about the canoe last night and he said he was practicing of his paddling. <laughs> <laughs> she might have to take that up with SR, is what Kenzie wrote. That's so funny. And it reminded me of when somebody asked my husband and I if we were having kids, and we said, we're practicing, practicing, practicing. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so. <laughs> That's a new Canuda. <laughs> Canuda. I'm telling like you. Uh-huh. I want I want his reaction to the new word. I'm going to put it in our questions next week. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> How's the canoe feeling? Uh-huh. So, That's so great. So we'll find out his reaction. 
sorry. I can't stop laughing now. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes. It's so great. Um, yeah, well, we will find out. And uh, I think my SR affirmation of this week is just being thankful for all of you guys. Thankful that for the chance that we had yesterday to meet up with um, the Lockleers and with Mango in uh, New Jersey. Um, very, very thankful for that. So it, it's it's the great people in the community that um, bring a lot of joy and positivity in the world. And I appreciate all of you guys. I really do. I really, really do. So, um <laughs> Oh my gosh. I I think we might have to share this whole conversation with SR. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, Kenzie. Don't you worry. We'll report back. He may he may plead the fifth. He may plead a well, that's such an American thing to say, right? He he may uh he may, he may choose not to respond. He might give us a winky face a or winky something. Face or something but yeah. <laughs> He's very good with those. So. Love it. All right, so I am going to leave you guys uh, with a little bit of Frank Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim and Quiet Nights of, of Quiet Stars. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Here with you so close to me until the final flicker of life's I who was lost and lonely Believing life was only A bitter tragic joke Have found with you The meaning of existence My love Tragic joke have found with you the meaning of existence, oh my love.